federal government, of course, sent billions of dollars out the door, all in an effort to help Canadians and, and Canadian businesses during the pandemic. And they readily admit, right from the beginning, they're putting efficiency over due diligence in supplying the funding. They wanted to make sure the money got to those who needed it right away with a promise to try and claw back any money that shouldn't have gone out after the fact. And that's where we are now. We're starting to see more and more evidence of just how that money was sometimes misused. But so far, we're not seeing a whole lot of evidence of the government cracking down on the people responsible for misusing it. So Richard LeBlanc is a professor of governance, law, and ethics at York University. And he joins us now to talk a bit about what's going on here. Professor, thanks so much for your time today. My pleasure, Shay. So, yeah, we're, we're going to focus primarily on the, uh, the wage subsidy program in, in our discussion here, which is one of the many programs that were brought up. But, you know, as I said, the government said, you know, we realize that some people are going to take advantage of this and that's going to be an issue. Now we're getting an idea of just how many people, I mean, how many different businesses have they identified that took advantage of this and clearly, based on actions following taking advantage of this, didn't need to? Well, the media and CBC has done work on this, too, and so has the uh, Financial Post have identified uh, several dozen uh, companies that um, have increased uh, or maintained dividends, um, and and uh, uh, their revenue has actually gone up. Um, so I fault that to the to the to the uh, Sue's uh, calculator. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very clunky, and uh, it it can result in in uh, in, in enhanced revenue. Uh, so because the government is uh, going up to seventy five percent of uh, of wage. Uh, uh, subsidy uh, and only addresses a 30, for, 30 to 40 percent revenue decline. Um, many companies have been unjustly enriched because they've used the SUES program, they've been in compliance with it, and that's what they're going to argue during any audits. Um, and as a result, uh, uh, their profit has gone up, uh, their dividends have gone up, uh, executive pay has gone up, uh, buybacks have occurred in a few instances. So, uh, so the government really dropped the ball because they didn't have, uh, they, re- they relied on self-disclosure. Right. And uh, there was an audit done by the Auditor General of Canada that said, you know, you, you, you really uh, did not have adequate uh, internal controls. Um, and the government has argued that, listen, we needed to get the money out the door. But even when you knew that companies were being overcompensated, the government still didn't adjust the SUES program. And now, in yesterday's budget, the SUES program is going to be extended until September. So you're right when you're in your introduction, uh, Shay, when you said, you know, the government can have audits, but that's not efficient. I mean, you, you really want to have... Yeah the checks and balances at the front end. Now, we're talking about a program that's worth about $74 billion. It's a ton of dough. Uh, the biggest single expense, actually, during the pandemic. And, and you know, as we, like you say, we saw in the audit, they put no guardrails in place ahead of time, right? I mean, some of these restrictions could have been put in as they developed the program. Yeah, and that's what, you know, the, go- the government is slow on the uptake. Like, when they when they gave Air Canada six, almost $6 billion a few weeks ago, then they smartened up and they said, listen, you can't, you, you've got to maintain roots, you've got to maintain contracts, you've yeah. got to, uh, uh, you can't use this for executive pay, you can't use this for dividends, you can't use this for, for buybacks, but that, you know, all those checks and balances should have occurred at the, at the front end, and as you said, this is not insignificant. We're now approaching, you know, uh, a, a trillion dollars in debt. Um, and, and granted, we have to get out of the, of the pandemic, but what you don't want is mismanagement and waste. 
You know, I mean, there, I I, th- I seem to remember there were agencies, like industries, that put these kinds of restrictions on themselves. Like, you know what, guys, if we're going to be laying off staff and things like that, I think it was banking or insurance, I, I, I stand to be corrected, that basically said, okay, we're going to do this, but that means that we're going to freeze executive pay. We're not going to be doing dividends. Basically, they took it on themselves to say, if we have to do this, this is what has to come on the other side of it. I mean, if industry can do it, the government surely can. Well, that's right. And somewhat industry is surprised that the government isn't doing it. And a minority of companies have done that. They've had the tough discussions, and they said, listen, we need to lead by example. It's a matter of optics. But the the counterpoint to that, Shay, is is when you're in these boardroom discussions, management argues, and management has a conflict of interest because they own shares, and they might be benefiting from dividends as well. So uh, management will argue that our peers are doing it, and if we don't, um, uh, we're going to suffer. Uh, and number one and number two is the lawyers will argue we're in compliance. So, uh, and those are good arguments, but the, the, the ball was dropped from the get-go in, in not having uh, the guardrails, as you say, uh, front and center so that your, the money gets to the companies and to the, and to the uh, employees that truly need it, and there's no waste. So now, Richard, we're not at the end of this. We, we know these programs are all being extended. This money is going con- to continue to be spent. Have they done any work in terms of putting up those guardrails now as we go forward? Is it still I went the on the thing? website right before this call, and the, I don't think the website's changed. It's, it, so the guardrails are, are not there. Now, the government is arguing that we're going to chase companies yeah. uh, you know, after the pandemic, but you know, that takes time, energy, resources, etc. So, you know, you, you really, you want, it's like a slow-moving train wreck. You, when you see the waste and mismanagement, you want to put your hand up and, and uh, you know, adjust the program. And I, one of my graduate students could get a better uh, program. That, I mean, it, it's so clunky. You just you click on buttons, self-disclosure, 75% compensation for wages. I mean, anybody with an undergraduate degree, business degree, could, could surmise that there's going to be a whole bunch of companies that are going to benefit from this, and they're going to be overcompensated. So uh, you, your, your eyebrows raise, that, and this is system-wide. These are, as you said, hundreds and hundreds, and it's the single biz, biggest expenditure. So you really would have assumed that, the, you know, competent people in the government would would say listen this this is you know it's a it's, it's chaos and yeah. it's a free-for-all and i mean it, it, and it's not just pro- this program and we've had discussions on the air here same thing happened with serb where, yeah. where, where they knew people were going to be getting the money that shouldn't be getting the money and they'd worried about it after the fact yeah, and, and the, the ambiguity, like gross income versus net income, and CERB is a little different, shape because you've you got individuals, right? They, the companies have access to resources and legal counsel, etc. So you had people with CERB that reasonably and honestly, well, I can't surmise, I'm surmising it's honestly, but reasonably said, listen, I've deserved the money based on my income last year, $5,000, and now CRA is really tightening up for individuals. So it's almost like CRA is going after the fact for individuals who can least afford it, then come companies who have benefited from this um, in an inappropriate way in the sense that, 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 their, that their revenue has gone up. And that really is taxpayer money. Taxpayer money is subsidizing executive pay and, and shareholder dividend mm-hmm. under SUES. So that's a, that's a totally inappropriate use of taxpayer money. And, and we have to be conscious of our, of our debt. I mean, we're, we've gone from, you know, roughly $20, $30 billion a year to $300 billion. Like, we're approaching a trillion dollars in debt, and that's a discussion that, you know, interest rates aren't going to stay low forever. And, and we've got to get out of this, and we don't want riots in the street, et cetera. So we've got to get the money to the people that need it. But we should not be having waste and mismanagement. That's totally uncalled for. Uh, 
maybe you don't know me. I, I certainly don't. Are there any consequences? Like, was it built into the any of these programs? Like, okay, we're go, we're going to sort of have it's the wild west to start, but we are going to go through each one of these down the road. And if we find out that you took advantage of this knowingly, or you know, whatever the case may be, you're not only going to have to pay back the money. There will be other consequences. Or is there any reason? Was there anything to stop a company from doing something like this? Uh, uh, no, because it was totally on the honor system. It was self-disclosure. They didn't, oh CRA, the auditor said, didn't even cross-check on GST returns. It was, it was completely on the honor system, um, and, and it still is on the honor system. So it's, that's the, the capacity for abuse. You've got yes. to believe that you know, most Canadians and businesses are honest and, and hardworking, and, and, but there's a minority, even organized crime. Like We've got examples of straw people that were participating Participating in these uh, programs, but um, you know, you, 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 after the fact, you really want the government to do these uh, audits. But that's inefficient. Uh, the government should be should be wising up here and now. And if it can do it for Air Canada, that it could do it for other companies as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, there are ways to do this. I mean, like we said, industry's done it. Lots of different people have done it. Exactly. Exactly. You're exactly right. Yeah, there are steps that can be taken. Good discussion. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. That is uh, Richard LeBlanc, who is a professor of governance law and ethics at York University.